0: You have summoned the Crafted Recordings podcast. Thanks for
1: listening. This book has felt since the beginning of the project like a book that needed to be written. The events that we've just seen in the past couple of weeks of this stunning victory for this proto-fascist, I guess you could say, presidential candidate. Very few people anticipated that that would happen, and it did happen. And now it seems like big revolutionary ideas suddenly have a relevance in most people's lives that they maybe wouldn't have had for a lot of people just a few weeks ago. A lot of people would have been content with the idea that we could keep trying to work on getting change within the system, or that that was the only possible option. And I think that the outcome of this election has really shaken a lot of people's faith in that and has shown what the anarchists have been saying all along, which is that the system is actually rotten at its core and that it will not, under any circumstances, allow you to change it from within. And that any idea that it will, is it's a pipe dream. To
0: the goddess of the city, In wooden beams, in bricks, in cobblestones, I see your face and feel your watching eyes. And when the alleys moan with wind, I hear your cries. You dance in every shaking sign and drink when gutters run with spilled red wine. You slip unnoticed in your all-night walk through empty playgrounds marked with fading chalk. You sleep on benches in the winter cold, forever growing old. You see all secret things and know all crimes committed on your streets, and you reveal all things the wicked wish they could conceal. When paper skitters down an empty street at 3 a.m., I hear you walking past, and I can hear the echoes of your feet in sirens and in breaking glass. Protect all those you pass along your way and see them through until the light of day. O goddess of my city, I am poor, keep hunger from my family's door, protect my neighbors from the storm and keep us all well fed and warm, and I, in gratitude, will do the same for others, in your name.
1: European folk religion itself was suppressed during the time of the enclosures and the uh, birth of capitalism and then pagan ideas had kind of a resurgence during the Romanticist literary movement and that led eventually towards occultist groups like Golden Dawn and the Neo-Druid orders and that sort of thing starting in the 19th century which eventually led into Wicca and the Neo-Pagan revival and then over time into other permutations like Reconstructionism, Polytheism and that sort of thing. So then the next chapter after that is called The Story of an Idea and the reason it's called that is because at one point in anarchist history many anarchists particularly in Spain referred to anarchism as the idea almost almost like it was a religion although they were mostly atheists and that's you know it's kind of striking so to name my history of anarchism I just thought The Story of an Idea would be a good name for it anyway it covers the history of anarchist political philosophy starting from the british philosopher william goodwin who was mary shelley's father he's generally considered to have been the first anarchist although he didn't actually call himself that into Proudhon, who was the first to actually call himself an anarchist and then into later anarchist thinkers like bakunin and kropotkin emma goodman who created what we call anarchist communism and then into more recent developments in the 20th century like murray bookchin who's philosophy is inspired the Kurdish enclave in Rayaba. So it basically just traces the history of anarchism as an idea and also people's attempts to put that philosophy into action, like the brief revolutionary period during the Spanish Civil War where the anarchists were able to apply an anarchist revolution in Catalonia. And of course, when the fascists won the Spanish Civil War, that was crushed and anarchism went into a long decline, but it appears to be reviving at least to some extent now. So then after that, the next chapter is bringing the magic back and what I'm talking about in that chapter is what I see as the crisis of the modern world, which is basically that we're trained, if not brainwashed, to see the world as being dead, dead matter, not infused with spirit. And so because of this mentality, which was shared by both the capitalist world and the uh, authoritarian communist regimes like the Soviet Union, we've done so much damage to the environment that we are now facing the possibility that the earth won't be able to sustain a complex civilization like ours for much longer if we don't change course. So my argument is, is that we need to return to a conception of the world as being absolutely filled with spirit, an animistic conception of the world, which is the core idea of pagan religion. And that this is the only way that I can see that people in general can think differently are likely to start thinking differently about the environment and acting on it. I'm not denying that there's other ways to come to that perspective. I know some atheists have a deeply ecological concern, but personally, I believe that religion is a much stronger motivating force for most people than a rational commitment to a specific, you know, like a scientific analysis. And if you really want to motivate people to live differently on this planet, I feel that a revival of animist ideas has a much greater chance of actually succeeding with that. think of anarchism not so much as a system but as a critique because if you think of anarchism as a system it's like this fixed ideology which seems to contradict the whole concept of anarchism and then you get caught up in debating the fine points of this fixed ideology if you think of it as a critique it's a critique that you can apply whether you're ready to actually identify as an anarchist or not the basis of the critique is that you are skeptical and critical toward all claims to authority. And I think nothing could be more relevant than that right now because you see people trying to argue, we should get behind Trump now no matter what, he's our president. No. (laughs) Our duty is to resist. And not only should you be critical and skeptical of claims to authority, but according to the anarchist critique, you should also emphasize autonomy, which is human freedom to the greatest extent possible and communal decision making which means that people can only be free when one person isn't calling the shots over everyone else when people are making decisions together and the fallacy the incredibly destructive fallacy of putting one person in charge of everything is at its most apparent when countries are ruled by by tyrants and demagogues And so I think that the anarchist critique is only going to be getting more relevant over the next few years. So if you're interested in learning more about this way of questioning power and how it relates to pagan religion, I think that's what makes the book relevant. Well, the standard critique that um, anyone in that range of like liberal to social democratic Always makes toward anarchism is uh, it sounds you know it sounds like an appealing idea in some ways, but it just couldn't work. Now, the thing I find to be interesting about that is that it's an assertion based on no evidence at all. The reality is that there have been numerous egalitarian societies in human history that had all of the main elements that we would call anarchist. Yes, they were small societies. Uh, but they did exist. Many of them existed for centuries. If you want to, uh, anyone who wants to look into that and to find the evidence for what I'm saying, read um, The Art of Not Being Governed by James C. Scott. And that pre- will pre- present extensive academic evidence that what I'm saying about that is, is in fact the case. Now then what they will say is, okay, it can work in a tiny society, but it's not scalable. But in fact, the main anarchist thinkers like Kropotkin They conceived of that problem and worked out how to make it scalable, which is to base society on decentralized, directly democratic neighborhood communes that federate with each other. So that in place of government, you have a kind of uh, almost an organism of interacting neighborhoods that is really just as orderly and structured as a society run by a government. But instead of the power coming from above and going down towards the local areas, which is how it works in a state, instead the power comes from below and is vested in the neighborhood communes, and it flows from below upwards to the the limited federation between the communes. So it's it's not a society that could only work in tiny, tiny groups, at least Hypothetically, it's not. The fact is, no one's ever had a chance to find out whether this would really work or not. Because in every case where an anarchist society was briefly created uh, in the sense of the the modern anarchist philosophy of of Kropotkin and Bakunin and so forth, the only reason that anyone had an opportunity to create it is because there was a breakdown in central authority because of a civil war. That's what happened in the Ukraine. That's what happened in Spain. That's what's happening right now with the Kurdish enclave in Syria. And so these experiments with anarchism were created under situations where they were completely surrounded by ruthless enemies, not the ideal circumstance in which to attempt to create a society. And eventually in every case, except for Rayaba, which is still holding out, in all those other cases, the anarchists were overwhelmed. They weren't overwhelmed because of any inherent flaws in the social structure. They were overwhelmed because they were surrounded by enemies and they just couldn't keep holding out in the context of a capitalist world. It's not like they could get any help from elsewhere either. right? So when people say it just couldn't work, which is what my liberal friends will say about anarchism, my answer is, where is your evidence that it wouldn't work? You actually have no way of knowing. Admittedly, I have no way of knowing that it would work, but it's an unresolved question. It's not as obvious that it wouldn't work as people tend to assume.
0: to the god of the wood. Will you meet me in the thick wood where the shadows shine and the sunlight falls so thin it leaves no record on the wind? Will you walk in the tall trees where the whispers walk, where I've heard you wail? Will the fury of a sudden breeze make your name a crazy call? In groves where light can never reach, Will you become the sound of birds? And when my silence is my speech, will you remove my need for words? God of the woods with the laughing eyes, you are a world of pale stars and a purple sky beneath the wildness of the night. You are the tears of dead bards who whispered sadly when you smiled. You are my years of wasted words. So come, and walk with me a while, dark-haired, bright-eyed, drunken god, your hard face, your beast-like walk, our world has grown to need your grace, it is no longer time for talk, though in your eyes there is no time, or world, or sight, but only space. Though hints of holy rage and crime distort the joy that lights your face, yet hearts are known by what they love and peoples by the creed they serve. And this time, more than any time, should have the God that it deserves.
1: Ever since the 19th century, everywhere except the US, the word libertarianism was just a synonym for anarchism. Somebody said they were a libertarian. It was the same thing as saying they were an anarchist, which also meant that they were a type of communist. So the word has been basically hijacked in America specifically by this right-wing faction that adopts anarchism's critique of the state, but not anarchism's critique of corporate power and this is why I say in the book that there is really no such thing as anarcho-capitalism although that term is used by the most extreme faction of libertarians the reason there's really no such thing as anarcho-capitalism is that the word anarchy means without bosses it does not just mean without the state so if you get rid of the state but you don't get rid of capitalism you absolutely still have bosses not only do you still have bosses, you have bosses who aren't even regulated. So it is self contradictory to say that you support anarchism and you support capitalism. You really can't have both. So libertarians can work, anarchists can work with libertarians fruitfully on a very narrow range of issues, in that libertarians tend to support personal freedom about, you know, uh, things like freedom of religion and not being thrown in prison for non-violent drug offences and things like that. But in reality the philosophies are totally incompatible because libertarians are convinced that there is a human right to private property. The anarchist tradition is part of the overall communist tradition, which includes the idea that property is theft. Now when we say that we're not talking about You know, your house and your books and your clothes and stuff like that. That's not what we mean when we say property. Property means things that you claim to own but do not use yourself. You don't need them. They're not part of your survival or your family's survival. They're not even part of your personal comfort or your family's personal comfort. You just claim to own them and rent them out to other people so that you can make money off the fact that someone else can't afford a house or that someone doesn't have the means of production, meaning a way to make a living on their own without your help, and therefore they have to work for you for a wage. As they work for you, you take the majority of what they make and add it to your your own profits. That is what we mean when we say that property is theft. You're claiming to own things that you actually don't use or need so that you can profit in one way or another off the suffering of other people. And so, there are many different varieties of anarchism that can legitimately be described as anarchism. But there is no version of anarchism that is compatible with capitalism. There is no version of anarchism. capitalism there is no version of anarchism that is compatible with capitalism there is no version of anarchism that is compatible with capitalism